Good day to you fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. You can see the title to my message. It's Every Praise. We sang the chorus last Sunday night. Beautiful, beautiful gathering of multitude of saints from all over the valley and different churches. Uh, actually, the leader, Share the Power, is sitting in the service this morning, decided to grace us with his presence. And wife, Ann, why don't y'all stand? Dick and Ann, why don't y'all stand? Share the Power, President. We see their daughter regularly some Wednesday nights, but uh, this is their daughter. Um, hallelujah. Psalm 9 verse 1 says these words, I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. And so I start off by saying this this way, I am a worshiper. If you had any doubts, let me remove those doubts now. I want to clear the air. Most of you don't know this, but my first time serving here as a uh, minister on staff at Central Assembly between 86 and 91, I was the worship leader. When I left this church... To be the lead pastor in another church, I led worship and preached and led the church. Went to the next church after that and served there 11 years and led worship and preached for 10 of those 11 years. I'm a worshiper. This may shock some of you to hear this, but our worship service could go for an hour and I'd be okay with that. My time alone with the Lord is going to shock a few of you. I worship a lot. I pray a little. Maybe you're upset with me now. I'm going to say it again so you get it in your head. I worship a lot when I'm alone with the Lord. I pray a little. You know why I do it that way? Here's the thing about God. He's a whole lot like us, or we're a whole lot like him in this sense. When you shower affection on someone, are you listening to me? When you shower affection on someone, that naturally results in them feeling your love and your relationship Growing in intimacy. I've recently heard intimacy described this way. Into me see. And so when God and I get in our intimacy, if you will, he's able to see into me 
And he knows my needs before I ever ask. That's why I pray a little. I worship a lot. That doesn't mean I don't call your name before the Lord. It just means that because I'm close to him, I don't spend a whole lot of, I spend very little time praying for me. I'll tell you that right now. Very little time praying for me. Because I know he knows what I need. I just pray. I praise him. I worship him. I honor him. I come into his presence. And, and all of my needs, I know he's got them in the palms of his hands. I don't have to worry. Maybe I'm just grateful. <laughs> I still feel... Like that kid, they used to do this. They no longer do this in school because, you know, this isn't PC correct. But back in the day, you could be on the athletic field or on the basketball court, and they would pick captains, and then, then the captains would choose their players. Any of you guys remember that? I still feel like God's in heaven and he looked at me and he said, I choose him. I choose him. I want him on my team. That's how I feel. When I stand before you right now, I stand here in humility because I still feel chosen. I still feel like God looked at me. He saw me. Eight-year-old boy confused about how to get saved because I was going to a Baptist church and I knew that when, they, when you got saved, they baptized you immediately. And I had a cast on my arm because I had fallen off a horse and broke my arm. Racing my brother bareback. Not a good idea when you're eight. <laughs> and... Uh, Finally got that cast off and I couldn't make it to the altar fast enough. I still feel chosen. I was 15 years old when God looked down on me. No, I was 16. He put his finger on me and said, I want you in full-time ministry. I still feel chosen, so I'm grateful as I stand before you. I know I had to answer the call. I know I had to walk in obedience but I still feel privileged to do this. Be a proper opportunity right now for me to say thank you to all of you who participated in any way, shape, and form over the last month in showing my wife and I appreciation. All of us on the pastoral staff, you showed us so much appreciation. I so much appreciate that, really. You blessed us. But you're, you're a blessing to me, but it's a blessing to me to just be able to lead you as a shepherd. So I said all of that to say I can't help but praise him. And my hope is that by the time I'm done, so will you. So I say it this way, don't miss your shot. Let's start right there. If you're taking notes, you have the bulletin notes, you have electronic notes, if you have our app, half dozen ways you can do this today. Or you could just take notes. Find that one blank page in the back of your Bible and write notes. Anybody else here do that? 
All of my old Bibles have notes in them. <laughs> Those pages. That reminds me, Emily. Whatever happened to my King James Thompson reference Bible? You still have it. Okay. <laughs> Long as she still has it. <laughs> uh, they, they told her she needed a good Thompson Chain reference Bible down there, and so they, she knew I had one. Don't miss your shot. Praise should always follow answered prayer. Has the Lord been gracious to you? Praise should always follow answered prayer. Can you point to a time you know God heard you? Can you? Some specific moment that you can say, I know that was God. I know God was there. You see those, that graffiti where somebody will leave some graffiti, say whatever their name was, JoJo was there here. Last Sunday, I related to you the story of my prayer on the morning. It was a Tuesday morning. I remember it distinctly because I, I, I typically pray and fast on Tuesdays. And, 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 and so I was laying on my bed in my prayer time. Remember I told you I worship a lot. I pray a little. Praying a little doesn't mean insignificant. I looked up to heaven, laying on my back. I got in God's face. You may not want to try this. But I got in God's face and I said, God, what do I got to do to see a miracle happen here in my time? About three hours later, I get that message from Alex. This is Dr. whatever his name was. Can't see any cancer in your esophagus or your stomach. A week before that, he had been told to make preparations. He might not make it past October 22nd, I think, was the date they had given him. And he was going to have to have another. They might have to rush him into surgery. He had been told that, folks. Has God ever given you your heart's desire? Ever given you a heart's desire? I'm not talking about just meeting the need. I, I've related this story before to the to this congregation, but I, I know there's a there's probably 50 people here right now that have never heard this story, and so I'm gonna just keep it short, get you to the point. But in 1982, when I was working on a grove and ranch, I was a part of a this is in Florida, and so I worked in the orange groves, and there was a, he had about 800 ranch acres and between the groves and the ranch, there was a lot of territory, and I wanted a truck so I could use it for work. I wanted a truck. And one day, a guy pulled up to our church at that time, pulled up into that church with a beige 1967 Dodge stepside pickup, short bed. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous, dual exhaust, had a 360 in it with a four-speed on the floor, positive track rear end. 
I don't mean nothing to some of you, but it means something to somebody that knows anything about it. What I'm telling you is that truck could haul a house. That guy pulled up in that truck and I said, Lord, Lord, Lord. I'm not trying to lust, Lord, but that'd be, that'd be a truck I could really enjoy right there. Needed a second vehicle. Long story short, the guy didn't, there was no for sale sign on the truck. I asked him if he'd be interested in selling it. I knew that he came from a family. They had a, they had a junkyard. So I knew he could fix up, he could get something else. So I just looked at him and said, you'd be interested in selling that? No, I would not, he said, right to my face. Didn't even hesitate. I love this truck. We worked this truck out, took that little six-cylinder out of it, put that 360 in it so we'd have a little get up and go. So I said, all right. Came back next week in that truck. I said, uh, you sure you don't want to sell that truck? He said, I told you last week, I'm not interested in selling this truck. I said, I know, but my prayers have changed between last week and this week. I just wondered if you were interested in listening to the Lord or not. I started staking my claim, folks. I wasn't playing games. I literally told that guy I was going to pray that truck out from under him. About a month later, I had that truck. God gave me my heart's desire. There's more to the story. There's more to God's provision. I'm just telling you it was the heart's desire. I could have had any truck. For that matter, I could have had something besides a truck because I just needed something to drive. A truck was a heart's desire. I hunt and fish in case you hadn't known that to this point. And so it's, it matters to me. God knows your heart's desires. Y'all get that uh, song ready and let me put this up here real quick. Salvation alone is enough to praise him as long as you have breath. Amen. If that's all you got and all you get, that is enough. As long as you have breath. Make sure I got this mic. Go ahead. Will always be my song of praise, for it was grace that bought me liberty. I do not know just why he came to love me so he looked beyond my faults and saw
mine eyes to Calvary, to view the cross where Jesus died for me. How The grace that caught my falling soul, he looked beyond my faults and saw my need. I love this part. I shall forever. Jesus, he died for me. How marvelous his grace that caught my falling soul. He looked my faults and So in case you didn't catch it in the song, if all you got is your salvation, then you got a whole bunch. Say hallelujah. That'd be enough to praise him till we get to heaven. Amen. And so I put it to you this way. To be silent over God's mercies is to incur the guilt of ingratitude. Uh, Maria, I'm trying to turn the page. Maybe you have to help me out on that one. 
Try it now. Hallelujah. As she speaks, it is done. I want you to look at something in the Word of God with me just now. It's from Luke chapter 17, verse 11. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, God, show yourselves to the priests. Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. Hear these words. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. So I'll say it this way. Entitlement is apparently not a new thing. The ungrateful others must have been Jews. How do I know that? Because of what the Word says. It points out the fact that he was a Samaritan. Have you ever felt like you're on the outside looking in? On the outside of your blessing looking in. you got to grab hold of it. This, Jesus said, has no one come to give glory to God except this foreigner? He'll go your way. You've got your healing, bud. To forget to praise God is to fail to benefit ourselves. It benefits you to give glory and honor to God. You get encouraged just by giving God thanks and praise. I encourage you to do this. If you're feeling down, make a list. Make a list of all the things God's done for you. Seriously, if you're having struggles, having a bad day, having a bad week, having a bad month. God forbid you go on for a month when you got to wait to do this. Don't even let the day get past. Just write down the things God's done for you that you can put your finger on, that you could say Jesus was there. Praise like prayer promotes our spiritual life and well-being. You need a shot in the arm? Give the Lord some praise. I don't feel like it, Pastor. Praise Him till you do feel like it. I already sing. I shall forever lift my eyes to Calvary to view the cross where Jesus died for me. Thank you, Dottie Rambo for pinning those words 30-plus years ago. It's probably 40 years ago. She wrote those words. You need encouragement. Think about what he's done for you. Praise 
helps remove your burdens. Why? How does that happen? Let me tell you this way. You want to write this down. I'll say it for you a couple of times so you can write it down. Praise is the untying of the knot which keeps your burdens attached to you or hanging on you. You know how some knots are hard to get untied? All of you people that chew your fingernails say amen. Yeah, you chew those fingernails. You don't have no fingernail. You can't untie that knot. Here, somebody, here, you take this. I keep my fingernails so I can do stuff. God gave me these fingernails. Stop chewing them off. Gave you those fingernails. If you're nervous and you do it because you're nervous, stop chewing them off. Praise the Lord instead. Thank you for these nails, Lord. I don't need to chew my fingers. I got you. Your mama made you stop sucking on a binky. Sucking your thumb. Should have slapped your hand when you were chewing those fingernails. Now I'm gone, Madeline. I'm sorry. Let me get back to the point. Praise is the untying of the knot which keeps your burdens attached to you or hanging on you. You start praising God and you start recognizing God for who he is and suddenly those burdens will fall off of you like you untied a knot. Because here's what praise does. It excites our hope. That's what praise does for us, church. Hebrews 11, verse 1, you know this verse. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. As you recognize the greatness of our God in worship and praise, your hope is renewed. So you recognize him. He is awesome. You start to focus on who God is and not what your problems are. You know what hope does? Hope keeps our minds from going dark. I'm going to spend a moment here because this is a word for somebody sitting here right now. At the center of every suicidal thought is the loss of hope. It's a failure to believe that things can be better or brighter. Minister to plenty. They're at the point of suicide. And at the center is loss of hope. Can't believe that this is going to get better. That things could be better. I'm here today to remind someone that all is not lost. As long as you have breath, you have possibility. You have hope. Like I said last week, never, ever, ever, ever give up. God is on your side. He'll work on your behalf. Don't you miss your opportunity to trust in him. 
to lean on him. I don't care how difficult it is. I don't care how deep the struggle is, how deep the valley is. I don't care how, how wide the river is that you must forge. I can tell you this, my God will go before me. He makes a pathway in the presence of my enemies. He prepares a table before me. God makes a way where there is no way. What you call impossible, God says is possible. Don't you lose your hope. Hope is your faith lifeline. It connects you to your faith. You've got to have something to hope for. I'm didn't you just hear that story I told about the truck? The first time I saw him drive up in that truck, I was standing out in front of that church, and I thought, Lord, that is perfect. I had to have hope. But it was faith that tripped the trigger. Seriously, I didn't have the money for that truck. When I first saw it, I didn't have the money. When I asked him if he would sell it, I didn't have the money. God made a way. Listen to me, church, when I say this. Every believer has something. No, every believer has someone greater to cling to. He is your Listen to what Job said. You know the story of Job a little bit. All of you know the story of Job. He's a cliche even in our modern world of, with people who do not know the Bible. But he said these words in 11 verse 18. He said, having hope will give you courage. You will be protected and will rest in safety. Got to have hope. Look at your neighbor right now and say, got to have hope. You gotta have hope. The psalmist said in verse chapter 33, verse 22, he wrote it this way: Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. You know what happens? Praise will increase your faith. How's that possible? Here's what happens. Praise will get your mind off your struggles and let it go to how great God is. It'll run right to how great God is. Get it off your struggles. Praise turns our mind and heart off the mountain before us and reminds us of God with us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. How can you say that? Because the Lord is my shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. What else does he do? He restores your soul. That's this being. That's your body. That's you, your humanity. He restores my soul. Oh, I just said it, didn't I? I already jumped ahead of myself. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for... 
You're with me, Lord. He even goes on and says, hey, my cup runs over. I got more than enough. Praise turns your mind and heart off the mountain before us and reminds us of God with us. You know what else praise does? It makes your spiritual pulse increase. It does. You start thinking about, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. You get praising God good enough, you're ready to do battle. Anybody else like that out here? Oh, I think this is a good praise stop. Don't you, Pastor Mackay? This would be a good praise stop. I think you ought to leap up to your feet. Give the Lord some praise right now. Come on. Bless the Lord. Take 15 seconds and glorify the Lord. He's worthy of praise. Praise helps remove your burdens. Hallelujah. Make that spiritual pulse increase. Some of y'all need to do a little dance for Jesus. Get that pulse increase. Say, Jesus is good all the time. Thank you, Lord. You set me free. You set me up on a rock. You are my strong tower. You are a fortress for me. Hallelujah. Praise will make you overtake your enemy. Say, in the words of Ghostbusters, I ain't afraid of nothing. Amen. You get praising your mighty God, you ain't afraid of nothing. You lift up the Lord enough, you ain't afraid of nothing. There ain't a mountain too high. There ain't a river too wide. I don't care how fast it's flowing. You get praising God enough, you'll leap that river. You, you can have a seat, I know. You ain't got to, but you, you can. Your praise doesn't just benefit you. Do you know your praise benefits others? Your praise benefits others. Look at your neighbor right now and say, I'm a benefit to you. Tell him, say, watch me praise him. Watch me praise him. You watch me praise him enough, you'll get encouraged. You didn't know this was in the word of God. It's in Psalm 34, verse 2. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Anybody out there humble? That's referring to you and I. You hear somebody else praising God, you see their victories, you see their story, you get an idea what God brought them through. No wonder I want to praise him. After all I've seen God do, do in my life, I can't stop. I don't want to. Others who've been in similar circumstances will take comfort when we say, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I'm feeling it, church. 
I'm feeling it. I got to praise him, church. I got to praise him, church. I got to praise him. He's so good. I got to lift his name up. He's worthy of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you ain't blessed nobody else but me, Jesus, that's enough. I'm going to keep praising you, Lord Jesus. Long as you give me breath, Lord, I'm going to lift your name up. You're always worthy, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You praise him enough and the weak hearts will be strengthened. They'll be strengthened while you praise the Lord. And I like what Charles Haddon Spurgeon says. He puts it this way. Drooping saints will be revived as they listen to our songs of deliverance. Anybody ever been delivered out of any mess? How about any of you that been strung out on drugs and alcohol? God ever deliver you out of that mess? If God took you out of something that was messy, why don't you stand up on your feet? Give him some praise this morning in this place. Why don't you lift him up? He took you out of the worst mess. He took you out of darkness, brought you into light. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. You're worthy of praise. You're worthy of adoration. Somebody hears your songs of praise. Look what happens. Their doubts, their fears will be rebuked as we teach and admonish one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. See, you thought we were just doing this to make ourselves happy. No, we want to encourage you in the Lord. That's why we sing courses. That's why we shout and dance. That's why we do all of this. That's why we have girls up here, flags waved before the Lord, giving worship to the Lord. They're using the flags. They're using the dance to say God is good all the time. Hallelujah. I got a question for you right now. What are the angels doing? They ain't praying. Not an angel praying. Not one angel's praying, but their praise never ceases. Never. It's always going before the throne. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Lifting up his dignity, lifting up his greatness, lifting him and giving him glory for his goodness, his greatness. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. So I want to join them in their never-ending song. How about you? Surely the blood-bought saints of God will never go silent. Surely the rocks will never have to cry out. Never, never, never. Not on my watch. Ain't going to be no rocks giving praise to God. He gave me a voice. Not while I'm present. As long as he gives me a voice, I'm going to give him praise. How about you? Hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Let's take one more praise break. Would you do that? Would you do that? If God's ever done anything good for you, would you lift your voice and say, thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Hey, hey, even if you're in the middle of a mess, come on, stand to your feet right now. Give the Lord praise. Say, God, I know you're going to get me through it. I'm going to praise you in spite of my troubles. I'm going to praise you no matter what's going on right now. I'm going to lift my voice to you. I'm going to let you know how good you are, God. This may look messy. This may feel bad. 
Don't do it based on your feelings. Praise Him till your feelings catch up to your praise and you'll recognize how good God is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead, Pastor Mackay. Sing it. Sing it. Let's join her. for a moment to give you praise and to give you honor. And we're not done yet, Lord, but, but we want to pause for just another moment and say, God, you are so good and you're always worthy of praise. For that man or that woman or that young person that's here this morning that can't seem to get the breakthrough, I want to encourage you now on all of these words that you got to do it in faith. Do it in faith. Praise him in faith. You may not feel like it right now. Praise Him in faith. Praise Him in spite of. Praise Him because of who He is, not because of who you are or what you've done or what you can do. Praise Him because of who He is. Take some time and lift the Lord up. He's always worthy of praise. He does know you. He does know your story. Hallelujah. Can I ask you to do something for me for just a moment? We're going to go back to praising the Lord in a moment, but would everybody please put down your hands and everyone close their eyes? Just for a moment here. And I know we did this already in the communion service, but this is too important for me to make, take any chances. If there's a possibility that you've gotten to this part in the service, and all of this may be weird or the way we carry on in worship and the way this old preacher carries on when he's preaching and, and you don't get it all but, but there's a chance that you've gotten to this point in the service and you're not in a right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ you've gotten to this point in the service and you've, you've either never asked him to come into your heart or you've done so sometime in the past but you walked away from God and it's as though that did not matter when you did ask him you want to correct that. You want to make it right today. You want to make sure that you go to heaven for eternity. And if there's any doubt in that, with heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around, you say, I want to correct it today, Pastor. Lift your hand up right where you are. Lift it up high. You say, I want to remove all doubt. I want to get it right today. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Come on. We got a minute for you. This is why we have church. This is why church exists for us. You can put your hands down. And here's what we want to do at this moment. I know we asked this earlier, 
and there were a couple of folks that raised their hands during the communion celebration. So I wonder if you would join the one or ones, I only saw one hand that I'm sure of. Would you just get out of your pew right now and come forward and come over here to my left? You're right. If you raised your hand, you mean business with God. Even if you prayed it during the communion time, would you come? Would you come right now? Remember how I was telling you, we need to the, do the, the thing to help you to know what to do next. Would you come? Right over here. If you raised your hand and prayed to receive Christ and get things right with God, would you come right now? I'm going to wait a moment longer. I want to help you out. You want to make sure things are right with God. You want to remove all doubts. Here's what we better do then. Let's pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, because you died for me. And at this moment, I give you my life. I'm yours. For whatever reason, it may have been that, that you feel you don't want to or don't need to come forward. I want to encourage you that you need to know what to do next. Especially if this isn't a first time for you praying this prayer. What do I do next? How do I hang on to this? How do I make this count till I am in heaven? So you see this beautiful couple right over here to my left your right John and Maria if you didn't come forward but know you needed to would you go see those two so they can help you to know what do I do next you need to get in our discipleship classes that's the easy thing for me to answer you need to get in them they happen at 9.30 every Sunday morning during our Sunday school time now let's go back to singing a little bit and then I'm going to turn you loose today Come on.
Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you that we've had an opportunity to praise you. Thank you, Lord, that the saints here are assembled to lift your name up. God bless these people as they walk out of this place. May their praise rise continuously before you, God, wherever they are, whatever their story, whatever their situation. God, I pray that as they walk out of this place, that praise will well up in their hearts and lives. And as they encounter struggles and difficulties this week, praise will rise up in their hearts, God, and they'll never, ever cease to give you honor and praise. In your glorious name, I pray and believe. Shout hallelujah, church. Y'all have... I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel, not only to the Lehigh Valley, but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.